There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family without Ralph Basham, without Alex, without Andy. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Cassie Schrader. I think Alex is coming in, but I'm not sure if she's coming in or not. I well, have no idea. she will if she desires to. <laughs> yes, if she so desires. But Kristen Burt's going to join us, right? Yeah, at least so, yeah. All right, we'll be right back with Kristen Burt and the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda, encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. This is where Cassie starts the countdown. Yeah, baby. Boop, boop. 
do. Oh, apparently she's not very, very well practiced oh, at how to do it. You to, like, Can you handle this job yes. or not? What the oh, hell? Oh, poor Cassie. It's dirt. Oh, what my God. I don't know. I was having what issues with it earlier. Like, you have to, I think I have to stand up. Oh, oh, maybe you have to stand short. up again. <laughs> I know. Are you too short to turn on the clock? I think Wow, so. that's a handicap. You can probably get money. Here, you want me money. to try it? Maybe I have a better angle. I wonder if the back... There it goes. Oh, right. Can you handle this or you not? Have to, Good like, God, have to, what a disaster. Like, well, you have to be a oh, yeah, Andy right does angle. This, yeah, Andy does this little wrist flip thing when he does it. So <laughs> oh, he does? Yeah, it's like a trigger. He's wrist got, flip. <laughs> get the oh, wrist flip God. down. My, the only trigger that I have is Kristen Burt. That's you, it. Are you kidding me? You have so How many am I triggering trig- you? He's got so many triggers. You know, Chris, I got to tell you, when we moved to the new studios, your signal is much better in here than it was in the old place. Is it? Yeah. I can hear better, too. Oh, yeah, good. it was much better. The old place went. I mean, it was a great place, don't get me wrong, but it was just, it was so, so inside and inside and inside that you couldn't get a signal in there. Well, we've got our wireless stuff like in this room. Right. For, uh, yeah. So I think it makes all the difference. Okay. So, Kristen, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with movies? You want to start with television? You want to start with NBC what? fighting with Ronan Farrow? I have. I, oh, my. This is exciting. I actually want to read this book. I have to be honest. I know. I'm what? talking about Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill. Yep. Catherine? It, you know, and I think that there's probably. Um, truth on both sides and then somewhere in the middle so i'm trying to pay attention to what nbc news is saying because then i want to read the book and then i want to kind of find a middle ground between the two of them but um it doesn't make nbc news as an organization look very good because at the bottom line if you don't want to believe the women at all um the bottom line you can at least believe that Matt Lauer was doing really creepy things yes. and that the women didn't feel comfortable whatsoever coming forward to HR to make a report because that is how powerful Matt Lauer was. Well, I will tell you this, and I'm, I've mentioned this many, many times. I met Matt Lauer a couple of times. Uh, I was playing golf behind him once and uh, kept catching him on the on the next tee box. What a prick. Oh, God. <laughs> Not a nice wow. man at all. He thought he was a very, very special guy. I'll tell you that. Which I suppose, if you're a he's really team, not. No, well, I've never, that's an amazing thing. I've never understood how these guys that are just talking heads get to be so, know. you know, beloved by everybody and get away with all this stuff. <laughs> I, I just don't get, don't it, get it. It's like you're not curing, you know, brain cancer. Well, plus the fact they don't even write the words. All no. they do is read them off a teleprompter. Yeah. What the hell? That doesn't even take any talent. Yeah, go to the oh, barber, get your teeth bleached, and talk. And be cute. Yeah. And that's but for a very long time, when there were only several networks and we weren't watching streaming and everything else, some of these news anchors were the ones that sort of like either set your day off with the news or yep. Yep. you know ended your day. And, and that... That sort of legacy, especially with NBC News and the Today Show, carried for a very long time, even when other news channels and cable and streaming came into play. I think it's only within the last 10 years that we've seen all of these anchors, like their power has diminished and people Mm -hmm. are willing to speak out. And you don't need that one voice of authority. No, I mean, there are no Tom Brokaws out there. I'm sorry. He was one of a kind. He was tremendous at his job. I love how they still kiss Walter Cronkite's ass. And he flat out lied about the Bay of Tonkin. And he knew he was lying. I, I, how some of these guys can lie and that's okay. I just don't understand. Well, I don't a, get it. Because, like, you know, we were just talking about, he, they get this power and then they just, they're like, you know, 
I'm yeah, just going to do guess. anything I want and see how, but I don't see think how Tom, this goes. I don't think Tom Brokaw ever did that. Catherine and I had dinner with Tom Brokaw one night, and he wasn't the most friendly person, but he wasn't a bad guy either. He was he was all right. Yeah. You know, Rob De- it was a nice conversation. He chatted with us. He ch- we chatted him up a little bit, but yeah, he was he was pleasant. He wasn't he wasn't like you know this real forthcoming. Hey, wow. let's let tell me a joke. Can you imagine what? a lifetime of doing dinners and charities oh, and oh true. my god and meeting people? That's uh, very very true. I'd be like, shoot me. Uh, in case you haven't heard, Ronan Farrow's name is spread across headlines Tuesday as his new ex- expose hits bookshelves from Catch and Kill. CNN pulls the claim that National Enquirer editor-in-chief Dylan Howard directed staffers to shred a Trump-related document held in a safe as uh, reporters investigated the tabloid's catch-and-kill relationship with the president. What happened just now? Well, the audio changed completely there. Well, Alex walked in. It must be an energy field. Yeah, way field. to go, Alex. It's an energy field. An energy. I think so, because I, I heard like a little pop, but yeah, then there now was it's a pop. fine. You sound great. As long as, it, as long as it's fine, it works out for me. But in any case, now, here's what I like. Ronan Farrow comes out with a book that says that uh, Matt Lauer anally raped a woman, and now all of a sudden there's a Trump-related document. It's like, how does his name get involved in this at all? <laughs> is, if there is a scandal going on, trust me, Trump's name will find its way in there. <laughs> It'll all be Trump-related. What is that face? Her daughter comes in late, grabs my credit card out of my purse, and starts... This is really what is she not start? professional, Alex. <laughs> what are you doing? I need an, a code from her card to unlock a preferred seating thing. Oh, in your airplane? No, for a concert. Oh, Jesus. But I'm not going to use your money. I'm just using a code on the back of your card. You know, Kristen, uh, Cassie, okay. when I die, I want to come back as Catherine's kid. What a life. Yeah. What a life it is being Catherine's child. Oh, by the way, Andy and Melissa have arrived alive at their destination. Good. In, took them, uh, I believe, 13 hours. They thought it was going to be about 9. Yeah. It's like, no. And, of course, they text me at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> they text Thanks you at 2.30 in the morning? The Black Hills? That's a long way. What? Where they're going is very far away. You have to go from, you have to cross the entire state of Minnesota from east to west, and then the entire state of South Dakota from east to west. It's going to take more than nine hours to do that. And you have to stop, and you have to have dinner. You have to have dinner and gas up. And they're bringing the dogs, so you have to have potty breaks. I cannot believe that they are doing that. So, Kristen, what do you think? Is this, this, I mean, Ronan Farrell's a pretty straight-ahead good reporter, isn't he? I think he's a great reporter. Yeah, I do too. He really believes in the story. I think that's the one thing when it comes to the Harvey Weinstein. NBC did essentially, and this is the truth, they did kill his story to the point that he had to go and he had to take it elsewhere. He took it to the New Yorker. And, yep. you know, these of these big, heavy-hitting stories do have to be vetted by lawyers. And that is the one thing people need to remember, that you can't just grab a bunch of quotes, throw it together in a story, and publish it in a major news organization or magazine or newspaper there are lawyers that go and go back and fact check all of your sources so and he continues to drive stories that lead headlines and are creating change within whether it's the news industry or the entertainment industry he is making an impact whether you like it or not one of my greatest joys of the day so far today as you know, Michelle Tafoya is on the KQ Morning Show, and you also know that Michelle Tafoya works for NBC Sunday Night Football. So she's an employee of NBC. 
So I start her her segment off this morning with NBC News President Noah Oppenheim is just a scumbag liar. <laughs> He's the worst human being on earth. And you could hear she's just like going, oh, God, please stop doing <laughs> yeah, that. You could hear up. she didn't say anything. But I kept going about what a horrible human being and what a liar Noah Oppenheim is. And then I finally mm-hmm. said, he, this is a man who actually told me that Michelle Tafoya is easy to work with. What a liar. <laughs> she thought I was going to rat her out on the, the whole Ronan Farrow deal. It's like, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. Don't worry about a thing. But um, they do have to talk about it. I mean, you do oh, yeah. see Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotsi having to report on this and also insert their personal opinion of how they're feeling because they kind of have to, even though they're not supposed to. But right. in a situation like this, they worked alongside him for years. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. The out, no, outlet notes online seller Booktopia made Catch and Kill unavailable for sale after Howard last month, suggested the book contained false and defamatory allegations. With an extraordinary memo of staffers on Monday, NBC News President Noah Oppenheim is now claiming the same per CNN. Catch and Kill is a book built on a series of distortions, confused timelines, and outright inaccuracies. You mean like uh, all the stuff that your buddy Harvey Weinstein did there, Mr. Oppenheim? <laughs> when out of his way to protect Harvey Weinstein. What kind of a dirt bag are you? So Ugh. many dirt bags. Ish. God, you know what's funny? On the on the morning show, we covered everything from school school start times, uh, this, so many different things. And you know the answer to every story this morning, the problem in every story? What? Mo- money. Yeah. Every story is about money now. The school start times, they wanted, you know, because kids should not have to get up at 5.30 in the morning to go to school. No I mean, one should yeah. have to get up at 5.30 in the morning. Other than <laughs> Uncle Tommy who Do gets anything. up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Other than me. And we polish your halo daily. Absolutely. No question about it. But in any case, uh, no, every, every story was the bus times. Why was there such a problem with bus, uh, with the busing anyway? Why did they have to start school at 7 o'clock in the morning? You know why? Because it was cheaper to use the buses at that time of day. So they got kids out of bed oh. an hour and a half early to save money. Why would it be cheaper to send the buses? I don't know. Because they staggered them. They went like 7, 8, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of deal. So now what they're going to do is they're going to go 8, 8.30. Okay. You know, this. So, so kids don't have to get up at 5.30 in the morning. I mean, grade school kids should not be getting awake at 5.30 in the morning. No. Well, I know our high schoolers get up, and they catch the bus at like 6.30 or yeah. 6.40. It's ridiculous. That's and, so awful. Yeah, because no. high school here like starts around like 7.30. It's going to be 8.30 next year. Yeah, and right. then Ugh. middle school is 8 o'clock. Right. And then elementary is like anywhere between 9 and 9.25. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember you ever having to get up that, that early, early to go no. to school. No. I wouldn't know because I was already up at four. <laughs> I, know, my, I wouldn't know. He was on the air already working. Yeah, I was already working. Look, for have, three hours. I have, <laughs> I have a niece and two nephews in Illinois, and one's in high school, one's in junior high, and one's in um, mm-hmm. elementary school. Oh, your mom just took your credit a card. There's camera, around. and you're whipping around the <laughs> okay, credit it's not card. Like I'm like... Yeah, are, aren't you? Aren't you? I'm not. <laughs> Here's the card information. <laughs> and I, by the way, you'll need to see the back, too. Could you please steal my identity? Today. You're going to get away from mom today? I just, Grabby Appleton. No, I just don't want my credit card waved around <laughs> in front of a camera. I don't think that's just prudent. Anyway, and yeah, they have to get up at all different times and get to the bus at all different times. Oh, and my God. nephew, who's a junior in high school, 
has to get up at like 5.15 in the morning. See, this is what I'm saying. That's, That's ridiculous. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. There's no way <laughs> they should have to do that. What time did you get up to go to school when you were a kid, Kristen? Um, I... My school started at, I think, 8.05, which is a little later than a lot of schools. Yeah, that's good. So, But I didn't go to school in my neighborhood. I went about 35 minutes away. I went to prep school. So I had to get in the car and drive. And if it was bad weather, you know, that's a solid hour. So I think I was probably up around 5.36 because of that. I would also do a lot of my homework early in the morning because I had dance class late at night. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that, too. You were in prep school. I'm not much of a sleeper, though, to begin with, so big it's fine. Shot. Yeah, okay, big shot, whatever you say. <laughs> yes, I was in prep school. No, oh, big, big shot that you are. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a big shot. But that's why I didn't go to, I didn't go to my local high school, which was you know, yeah. 10 minutes down the road. Right. Um, so, do you, th- what? I just wanted to bring up the fact that Tom and I have been trying to watch these sitcoms. Does ho- do Hollywood writers really think that black and white people interact all the time on the basis of their skin color? Like yeah, every time you talk to somebody <laughs> that doesn't look like you, you have to make a quip or a comment about, about their skin color. Their skin color. Do they do. do they ever see anybody other than <laughs> the same looking people? Do they do they not know what the world is like? It's just well, I, I think that it's so weird. Diversity is a hot topic, so that's where you have uh, the sitcoms taking a turn, you know, where they're discussional about issues. Yeah, but, but it's but it's so forced and it stupid is, yeah. the way they do I it. I don't watch sitcoms. I find well, sitcoms in general to be very. No one has like created a fresh contemporary feel to a sitcom. Yes. you know when, when Seinfeld. Terrible was created it was kind of a groundbreaker and you're like great this is so different and interesting Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like we have anything like that right now no there there were it's it's like what's patricia heaton's new show i love her i've always thought that she was funny second chance or something like that second act or something second act or something like that i I couldn't even make it through an episode no he's terrible and and she's still great i love patricia heaton but that show is dreadful but the writing is just so Bad. And it's, it's all just... ass kiss. That's the whole thing now is make sure that, that uh, first of all, they have to make sure that white men are either crooked or stupid in every show on television. Well, now. that would be true. But here's what I understand. And, and Kristen, maybe you can help me out with this because the people in the room here have heard this before. But I understand if you treated people of color poorly for so many years and now you decide it's a good idea to treat white men poorly, well, why don't we treat everybody the same? Because I got to be honest with you, my son Andy, who's a white man, didn't have much to do with treating black people poorly over the last, you know, 200 years. So how do you place the blame on somebody on their skin color? It's a really bad idea because it didn't really work too well in the past for people, did it? No, it didn't. But so I, I don't think. But unfortunately, not everyone sees it that way. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone sees the world in that. Which should be a very sort of easy view. You know what I mean? Right. Let's treat everyone the same. We're good. All right. Let's, well, let's move on. Okay. But the world, okay. unfortunately, doesn't work that way. Okay. We'll have one qualifier again. We'll treat everybody okay. the same, except for people that are too stupid to understand that it's a good idea. You get treated <laughs> differently. What do you think? That's perfect. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in for that. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be right back. More with Kristen Burt and the family.
Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020 by 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. It is. It did yesterday. There's no <laughs> sun shining in the sky today. You're a disaster with that thing. <laughs> you got it started, though. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those weird angles. You yeah, just, like our remote and the and the and the volume button. I had yes, a feeling like contortionist yep. over here to start the. the it's clock. a disaster. There's no doubt about it. It's a complete and utter disaster. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we're talking about uh, basically watching. Catherine and I try to watch a bunch of sitcoms, and there are a bunch of people in the sitcoms, Kristen, that I really love Walton Goggins. I think the world of him, that show needs to get a lot better than it is. It's not funny. He's terrific, and the people in it are terrific. It's the writing is just not very good. Is that the unicorn Unicorn one? The unicorn, yeah. And then I love uh, Billy Gardell, but that show is dreadful. That Abishola, Bob well, loves Abishola. I don't know how the actors Ugh. could have those scripts and make it sound like it's a natural flow of a I conversation know. because it's just all so forced and stupid. Well, that's because people who write those things have never met a black person in real life in their life and they don't know how to deal with it. They think they have to treat them differently. No, you don't. Or you they, treat them just the same as everybody else. Or they think the w- people that are viewing TV are just yeah. so racist that this is how they talk. <laughs> do you think? Do they think that? Because it feels like they're. It's. It feels racist watching those shows because yeah, everything's so dumb. Do you think that's what? It, Kristen, you're around these people. What are they thinking? You damn right. I was going to say the same thing. Did we lose Kristen? 
I believe we do. Hello? Well, there you are. Oh. What are you, sleep? There we go. What are you? No, I was there and talking, and no one was hearing me. You're oh. a disaster. There you are. A disaster. And then I was like, I think I'm into. And then I was like, I think I'm interrupting everyone, but then no one was acting like I was interrupting them. <laughs> no, no, that's very true. So what do you? It think? was a very weird phenomenon. That's very well. Weird. Here, here's the thing. I, I, you know, we always take cues in Hollywood from what's happening in the political scene. So. Now where you have two political parties saying one side is calling each other racist and the other one's saying you're the intolerant left, that's what you wind up with. So if you have a lot of, say, liberal writers, they're going to, you know, create stereotypes of what they think, say, a Trump supporter is. And then if you have a more conservative show, they're probably going to have, like, the wacky, super progressive, like, liberal. And So in so other words, you. This is where you wind up... <laughs> With these horrible stereotypes. Yeah, it is. It's just not funny. And by the way, it's not your job as a writer on a sitcom to change the way people think in America. It's a comedy show for God's well, if, sake. If I thought every time I came across somebody that doesn't look like me, I had to like be extremely odd <laughs> and worry that they were going to start yelling at me just because I'm white, I would be like, oh. uh, this is what? I, I mean, that's just not what happens. Next time we have dinner with... With William and Rashawn, I'm going to kiss their ass the entire dinner. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Oh, they'd, they'd be, be uncomfortable. Like, What's wrong with you? They would be so uncomfortable God. at dinner. Say, how are your people doing? Yes. Is everything wonderful, it's William? It's just so weird. Uh, it's just lovely that a white woman married you. I want to start doing that. Revolutionary. Yes. It's going to be the greatest. I'm going to start treating all my black friends like they're really special to me because they're different because from Because they're black. Because I like you you're because you're black. I know. Indian, what a, like, what's the matter? Yeah. Did you have a stroke? No, they would JB not be your, they would not be your friends for long. No, it's absolutely like, true. Get out of my face, you weirdo. One of the problems that I that I have come across dealing with a lot of different high-end advertising, and by high-end I'm talking about a product... You know, I'm not, you know, the basic stuff that people need, groceries and gasoline and all that stuff, is Prep not what I'm schools. talking about. No, that's, that would be the... But, but there are a lot, not all of them, but a lot of the people that I talk to in businesses that might be deemed kind of not really a luxury, but not really necessary either. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, like things like that. Okay. You don't really need it, but you'd like it, but it's kind of a little more expensive. Those businesses are taking a hit this year because this arguing about this impeachment and this guy's going to jail and, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this guy's horrible. People are really nervous to spend that extra few dollars on a luxury item because they don't know if the economy's going to collapse. Or they'll be judged. Or they'll be judged. But, yeah, a lot, of those, a lot of those what might be considered luxury item businesses are not having very good years because of the political puke that's coming out of Hollywood, the news organizations, and the politicians. Yeah, I would just love to see all these movie stars start making, you know, at thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year, so they can be like the people. Yeah, you'd be more like the people. Yeah. You know, the average income in America now is sixty-five thousand dollars a year. It's way up from where it was. So I think that's terrific. That's the average. I guess so. The oh. average is up to. It was fifty-seven thousand last year. This year, household income. Uh, I don't know. It just says household income. Yeah. Oh yeah, sixty-five thousand. Combined, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe. But I, I just really wish that maybe all those lame brains in Washington, D.C. and Hollywood could get together and go, maybe we should stop destroying America's businesses. What do you think? Nah. You think they'd ever do it, Chris? <laughs> nah, let's not do that. Let's keep destroying. Um, 
what we're trying to do now on this show and on the morning show is convince people that there are 5% on the left and 5% on the right, and the other 90% of us are just trying to get along and live our lives and be happy. It's those extremists that are all hateful. And you know what I, I have run into lately, and I love this, and I'm, I love all four of you take. First of all, it's really, you talk about a chore working with four women. I mean, my God. <laughs> it's just horrible. Well, so for a long time, I was the only chick in the room. That's true. For a long time, Jeez. that's true. See, so you know how it feels. <laughs> oh, nothing but pressure. <laughs> but you know what I've noticed, and maybe I want to see if you guys, do you guys ever read the comment section on stories? No. No. Oh, you never do? I used to, and then I started realizing how what a waste of my time any that was. Any comment on anything. I mean, even, like, Facebook groups that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a part of this, like, minimalist mom Facebook group, and they'll take pictures of, like, their kids' play areas, and some people be like, I can't believe you have so much shit. You're not <laughs> minimalist at all. Uh-huh. What's the matter with you? Oh, my I have a problem with America. The it's only like, thing they should be playing with is toilet paper rolls. <laughs> it's exactly. just like dirt from uh, the yard. It's like my and maybe God. a toothpick. My yeah, favorite though is when you see shaming. an when you yes. see an mommy article, shaming. yeah, and then they, there's an argument in the comments section that has exactly nothing to do with the article. Exactly with what it. I was bringing up. The last <laughs> ten stories, ten of them. From the national news, not so much the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press or those kind of things, but from the national news, the last 10 stories that I've looked at online, by the time you get about a third of the way down in the comments section, they're arguing with each other about how you got tried to get me thrown off of the comments board here <laughs> and how you tried to get me thrown off of Facebook and you attacked me on Twitter. And it's not about the subject anymore. It's about them fighting over who tried to get each other kicked <laughs> yeah, off of what sites. Yeah, it's so exhausting. Oh, God, how do these exhausting. people have this kind of time on their hands? I don't know. I don't know. Go volunteer at an animal shelter or yeah. something. How about grow up for God's sake? They probably have jobs where it's like they just don't really have, have... to work. <laughs> No, it's surprising. It's surprising. Like, Dan, he's like, even at my office, he's like, there's, like, a certain amount of people that are working all of the time, and then everybody else is kind of just, like, hanging out and chatting, and it's like, what do you even do here? Not at his office now, actually, but at, like, his previous jobs. And then I found this meme the other day that it was like, at every office there's three people that really work, and everyone else is just standing around with salads. That's exactly right. It's exactly how business is. Oh. It's just like... Kristen and Alex, I don't think you heard this one, but Cassie and Catherine did. So yesterday, we got a uh, an email from a listener, and the Associated Press, in several hundred newspapers apparently, uh, printed a story about a uh, a pitcher, and in the first the first battery faced, he pitched to the uh, the hitter left handed, and then the next batter he pitched to that batter right handed. And the headline read, and I'm not making this up, the headline read, Amphibious Pitcher. Oh, Amphibious. 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 Almost time to hibernate. (laughs) Amphibious. So he can not only pitch with his left hand and his right hand, but he can breathe underwater. He's not only ambidextrous. (laughs) He's not only ambidextrous, he's also also amphibious. amphibious. (laughs) And he might lay eggs. Yeah. How... Kristen, Too soon to tell. Kristen Burt, how did they not have somebody check it? Oh, no. Audio. Oh, that's why. It's your cord. Yeah, it's cord. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting bad. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you from a media perspective, a lot of copy editors have been um, let go in the media industry, and oh, oftentimes God. it is the writers who are in charge of oh. copy editing, 
editing their own work, which is a really bad idea. Bad idea. Um, because bad you, can, idea. you can proofread it up to a certain point, but there's still going to be an error that you're not going to be able to catch. Or you might know, not know a grammatical rule or something. Or, you know, there is associated press formatting that you want to follow um, when it comes to article styles. So that's what's happening. And if you read even something like People Magazine, oftentimes I'm reading it and I'm like, they just got this up in a hurry. That doesn't make sense. That's not mm -hmm. true. I covered that story. I know exactly what the, the, the fact is. And you see it all the time in major publications. This is unfortunately uh, where we are going with media. And it, here's the thing. It, it directly traces back to sort of Facebook and how they sort of captured news and encouraged news sites to bring all of their video views over there instead of monetizing their own site. Right. And so journalists are being laid off left and right, and Facebook is stronger than ever. So it's nothing but corporate raiders that are doing all this. They're taking all the money, yeah. and there's no money left to be paid to anyone. Yep. It's just disgusting. By the way... It's really sad is what it is. Kristen, I just had three women staring at me like I'm weird because I was trying to test my arms to see if I'm amphibious. <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. I think I could throw a ball with my left hand. I'm like, is he doing right a touchdown hand. in a weird way? I'm an amphibious thrower. <laughs> I think I'm amphibious, I'm pretty sure. I think I want Cassie to put this on Boomerang and then <laughs> put it out there on social. Yeah. 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 Is Tom amphibious? I am. Yeah, you're amphibious. That's I'm right. Amphibious. And yes. there, we have a frog that's ambidextrous. So yeah. that's good. I still, how do you not know what amphibious means? Because you're, you're a writer. That was autocorrect. That was I an autocorrect. You and think nobody so? caught yeah. it. Because yeah. yeah. people don't use the word Ambidex ambidextrous. No, they don't. No, I mean, very true. often. Yeah. I don't know how many people use the word amphibious, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought the word should be ampersand. Just something that starts <laughs> with an AM. Ampersand. <laughs> Just put the yes. at symbol. <laughs> Just put the at symbol up there. That's He's it. an at. He's an at. The ampersand yeah. from amb ambidextrous and amphibious. We're all ammy. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're in a situation where Catherine and I are are going to go see the Joker one of these days. I don't know when that's going to happen. I also what else did I want? Oh, I want to see Judy. We definitely, Judy. I definitely want to see Judy. Judy. Yes. Maleficent is coming I out. Saw Maleficent. Maleficent. I was, nah. No, not oh, good. No. No, I, it's way too. It, it is a well. You like the timing. It's a swift one hour and thirty seven minutes. But they really um, sacrificed some of the rate, uh, the writing and I think sort of how the plot unfolds. They, they wrap things up very quick and then they move on to the next thing. And you're like, OK, next. Hmm. Oh. I saw yeah. a, about 10 seconds of the trailer. And then when I saw the, the makeup, I went, is that Kristen Burt? <laughs> do you think they put you enough? You thought that was Maleficent? You, do, you, do you think they put enough red makeup on, on her lips? Holy God, her lips look like they're about five feet thick. That, a lot of makeup. Well, that's why I dress uh, up for it's Halloween. It's actually distracting that makeup because the it red, is. Is, this is so stupid. It's not even all of the time. No. So you can okay. see like, where they miss like a little corner. It's oh, so no. distracting. I kept watching that. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I was talking about. It's like, who could watch the movie? You'd be looking at her lips the whole time. Oh. I well, that know. is her claim to fame, isn't it? Her, her craziness lips. and her giant lips. Well, she is crazy. There's no doubt about that. How's, how's that latest uh, marriage going? What is that now? Oh, 15? she married again? I don't know. She's not married. No, her and Brad, Brad are divorced. Yeah, aren't they still oh, going they through divorced? their divorce? Oh. They're not haven't even finalized it. It's well, been like two it's years. Just like the custody thing has been the real big issue because a lot of the kids don't want to see him. They're not talking to him, and if they're oh. of an age where they're allowed to make a decision. Um, they have no choice. 
I was uh, at, I don't know, I saw a, a People magazine somewhere, and they had pictures of Brad Pitt, and he does not look. No, he didn't look Why good. don't his children like him? Very good. He hmm. looks uh, why sad. Do, why don't his children like him, uh, Kristen? Yeah, what did he do? Well, it's, a lot of it started out with the, you guys remember, the, oh, they were on a plane, and he had had too much to drink, and then he and oh, yeah. Angelina yeah. had a verbal altercation that kind of became physical because their oldest son, Maddox, kind of came, walked in front to sort of protect Angelina, and he wound up, I don't think it was like a, he was purposely hitting him, but he kind of got, he came into the crossfire of what was happening, and yeah, then a Child Protective <laughs> Services case was opened. Oh, God. Um, and it, it just it unraveled from there very rapidly. And Ma- I know Maddox for sure has not talked to his dad in several years now. And he's in yeah. college now in Korea. He's not even in the United States. He's in his freshman year. I told you to stop punching me, Catherine, around the kids, but you won't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. You just won't stop socking me. I haven't spoken to her in years. I do those windmill exactly. punches. Everybody, <laughs> everybody gets in the way. i got to be honest with you. If I were Brad Pitt, you know what I would do? Because they have, what, like 11 kids or something, don't they? Just like Cassie? Six? No, I, I got well, them six. beat. <laughs> they only have six? I thought they had like eight or something. See, if I, I, think, I think they trot out a few extras. Three biological. For photo and then ops. one, two, three, they adopted. You know what I would do? I swear to God. If an, if, if an, a reporter came up to me on the street and said, uh, Mr. Pitt, uh, I understand several of your uh, children don't talk to you. What's that all about? And I just go, well, they don't speak English. And just move on. <laughs> Would that be phenomenal? What's he going to do when you say, well, they don't speak English? Well, they don't. <laughs> he doesn't know, right? <laughs> we'll be right back with Kristen Bird and the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. I love Nirvana. I love it when the clock starts. It's magnificent. You're such a child. Unbelievable. Many things. I love she's coming as you are. Jack of all trades. She's Jackie still, of all trades. She's there. Oh, you, you got it. It's this. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what Andy does. He does yeah. a little. Yeah. She's starting the t- the time clock, Kristen, and and Cassie's about four foot one, so she has to get on a ladder to start the clock with the remote. It's hilarious. Well, she's sitting down, so you no, could raise your you could raise your chair way up. Yeah, it. that's what I did. Well, maybe it that's what I did. But in any case, um, ooh, I want to run this story by the four of you. And get your opinion on what this is really about. Okay? Race. Because there are four. No, it's not about race. No, it's not about. This is not Hollywood, so this story's not about race. Uh, Either condemning honkies or praising other people for no reason whatsoever just because of their skin color. I've never understood it. It's a a skin color. You did have to bring it up, didn't you? Yeah, way to go. Okay, you ready? Okay, follow the clues on this one, and you tell me what actually happened here. You guys ready? You ready, Kristen? Yep. No dead of night needed for this art heist. A thief sauntered into a San Francisco gallery in the middle of the afternoon, lifted a famous Salvador Dali piece worth $20,000, and walked right back out, all in just over 30 seconds per KGO. The framed mid-60s etching titled Burning Giraffe was on an easel at the front of the Dennis Ray Fine Arts Show floor uh, with Rashad Hopkins, the gallery's director, working a solo shift when the theft happened around 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, reports CBS San Francisco. Okay, here come the f- clues. You ready? Okay. So you tell me what happened here. So Salvador Dali uh, sketch, 20 Gs, disappears. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Hopkins says he turned his back for just a second when he turned back around. The rare artwork was gone. He hadn't seen the suspect, and he tells time that the gallery's camera wasn't on, but surveillance cameras from neighboring businesses caught a man in a blue T-shirt and hat walking away from the gallery with the etching in hand. One of the cameras also spotted what appears to be a female accomplice who hovered outside the gallery's front door while the male suspect did the heavy lifting inside. KGO notes the etching normally would have been secured to the easel with a lock and tether. And a lot of times an alarm. Leading to speculation on whether the thief was able to quickly cut the cable on the gallery. But Hopkins thinks that during a showing the day before, the tether had been removed and perhaps not reattached before the gallery opened oh, on Sunday. So many coincidences. So a coincidence, no tether and lock. Another coincidence is the cameras weren't on. Another coincidence is I had turned my back for just a second. This was a theft. Sounds like a prison inside hit. Job. Sounds yeah. like an inside like job to me. Sounds like prison hits. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was wrong. Too many coincidences. Yeah, yeah, a lot of coincidences. Everything was unlocked, yeah. wide open, not yeah. filmed. It's all true. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. I think it was a theft of opportunity, says Rajad. Oh, do you? You think it was a theft of opportunity? I don't know. And, and the thing about that is people go, well, he's not going to be able to sell it. because Yeah, he is, because there is an underground kind of dark web of art theft materials that very wealthy people buy and you never see them again. They're like in their, you know, gallery, in their mansion or whatever. Sounds like a recipe for a fraud. Yeah, it really does, Like you could it? sell those people <laughs> fraudulent Probably true. Yeah, 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 there's probably there's true. no yeah, there's verification. Yeah, yeah. Are you surprised that the the painting or the etching is only worth twenty grand? Though I thought it'd be worth more than that. Uh, yeah. When you said twenty grand, I'm like, there's a Salvador Dali piece that's only worth twenty grand. I know. It's I just thought, a sketch. That's kind of weird. Oh. But yeah, twenty grand seems low. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't really understand In the art that. World. Yeah. I understand that completely. And one thing that that none of us at this table, and I I'm not certain about Kristen Burt. <laughs> But I don't believe any of us, uh, like this retired truck diver, he was facing eviction from his condo. 
retired truck driver. He looks like he might have a cocktail or two because basically his bags under his eyes, you could go on vacation by packing them. <laughs> He's got the big bags. Have you said recently, just before you killed five of your neighbors, no mercy? He wrote no mercy and then went and killed five of his neighbors because he, he got uh, evicted. Oh, he wrote no mercy where? Uh, let me see. Where did he... On his Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, he said there, there was a note taped on his front door that said no mercy. And he killed five people. And he killed five of his kill neighbors. Himself. Didn't kill himself that I know of. Uh, his name is Christoph Merrick. Oh, Merrick. Isn't that one of the, the exorcism names? Oh, that's Marin. No, Marin, no. yeah. Marin. Merrick was the elephant man. Yeah. Well, that's right. Merrick oh, was yeah. the elephant man. Joseph? This guy has elephant eye bags. <laughs> <laughs> They're big enough There's for an elephant. There's a family resemblance. <laughs> There's a family resemblance there, but... Merrick had lived in the building for years and had once been president of the Condo Association. He reported a large drop in income in a bankruptcy filing in 2017. Police reported finding letters in his condo about his issues with neighbors who'd said he'd been acting unstable, as well as two ominous notes written in Polish. Yet, yet. No, wait a minute. That's German, Russian. What is it? Nyet is Russian, yes. Nyet is Russian? How do you say no in Polish? Bilski? Nieto. (laughs) <laughs> Bilski. I, I speak no Polish. If my no phone Polish. were dead, I could be able to tell you. Say, don't say no in Polish? Yeah. Oh, God, this is terrible. I wonder if we can get the... Let's see. How to say no in Polish. How to say no in Polish as I say this. Oh, what did I ask Siri how to spell oh. <laughs> last night? We were that trying was to figure, funny. <laughs> Catherine and I had a blank... <laughs> And we're like, how do you spell vacuum? So she goes, is it two C's or one C's? C's? Who C-A-C-U-U-M. Definitely two U's. So she yeah. goes, how do you? She goes, Siri, how do you say vacuum? Or how do you spell vacuum? And it says, what did it say? Like, um, it said, fuck you. Yeah, it said, F-U-C-K. F-U-C-K. Yeah. Instead of vacuum, it said, fuck you. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Siri. Why is my phone sassing me? Well, I think your phone's used to using that kind of language. Well, vacuum doesn't sound like F-U. Does it? Kind of. Vacuum. Yeah, it does. Vacuum. It does? Vacuum. Yeah. Depends on where you put the... What do you think, Kristen? Vacuum. The emphasis. Well, I didn't say Vacuum. Maybe vacuum? Who says vacuum? Vacuum. Yeah, well, vacuum, vacuum sister. French people? Oh, vacuum. 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 Well, that sounded just like it. There, vacuum. Vacuum. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I said it like that. You can make anything sound like that if you want to. I guess. I suppose that's true. Okay, here's how you say no in Polish. Let's see if it'll go through. Yeah. No wonder Bill Kills does it. Hey, Mike, would you do me a favor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought he was saying yes. Yeah. I thought he was saying yes. You thought he was vehemently hey, right. saying yes. <laughs> I love Bilski. Don't tell him I said that, though. Damn it. Uh. Um, police reported finding letters in his condo about his issues with neighbors who'd said he'd been acting unstable, as well as two ominous notes written in Polish. Tomorrow, no mercy with any stupid hesitation. Well, apparently he meant it. Apparently. Yeah. They have to pay for it, he wrote in Polish. Hmm. I wonder what was wrong with him. Glug, glug. Well, Maybe. but there's also... Well, I already said he was Polish. <laughs> well, if you drink enough, you can give yourself brain damage. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. yeah. You yeah. can definitely get mental disorders know. from... 
over-consuming things. I just don't understand why you get so whipped up that you're like, I'm going to go kill all my neighbors. Because you're a big old How drunk. How did he kill? Just like broke down their door and shot them all? Because oh, I ran into an old friend that I went to grade school with. Remember I tell that story about the guy that I went to school with that rented his old family fourplex, that their apartment. He always wanted to move back in because he was sad they ever moved out. And then he, he got in a fight with one of the neighbors and killed everybody in the building. Yeah. I did not know. A friend of mine tells me, oh, you didn't hear the other part? I said, no. He goes, yeah, as soon as you got to prison, he stabbed somebody to death in there, too. Jeez. Oh, like, a little angry. Yeah. Issues. But he, he apparently got killed in prison, which is hard to believe. Yeah. He, I think he rounded, <laughs> rounded third and didn't make it home on the, the old athletic field. personality like his. Yeah. <laughs> Barn burner of a person, yeah. <laughs> apparently st- shooting people and stabbing people, and once you calm down, yeah. man. Dial it back, Let's right? Calm now. Kristen, you ever killed anybody? No, not recently. Oh, you haven't? Uh, not back in the old days, back in Boston? <laughs> back in Boston, yeah, that's why I escaped to the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> killed Whitey people. Bulger. You and Whitey, Whitey Bulger, yeah, escaped to California, <laughs> that's right, I forgot. You and Whitey. Oh, God, I think that's wonderful. There's a, uh, a, co- a guy that played uh, for the Lakers. Um... What the hell is his name? Whitey Skoog. That was his name. Skoog. He was a Los Angeles Laker, great player. Uh, and then he became the golf teacher, I believe, at Gustavus Adolphus. Uh-huh. You'll love this one, Kristen. This is a little He's take on, on how races should get along, actually. A perfect Do example. Tell. Whitey Skoog was a golf coach. I believe it was at Gustavus Adolphus, right? So he's playing golf, and he gets his caddy, and his caddy is African-American. And they play one hole, and he goes, excuse me, Mr. Skoog? He goes, you don't have to call me Mr. Skoog. He goes, okay, well, what's your real first name? He goes, why do you want to know that? He goes, because I cannot spend four hours with you calling you Whitey all day. (laughs) 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 How great is that story? See, that's how how it should be, right? It's funny. No, that makes sense. I cannot spend the next four hours calling you Whitey all day. (laughs) Good (laughs) shot, Whitey. (laughs) I do love that. So, yeah, you wouldn't be the only Whitey Bulger, Whitey Skoog, you know, all the Whiteys out there. Right? Right. All of them. <sighs> it's Every all true. Last many. All right, enough with the Polak who killed people. <laughs> enough of that. What? Enough, we've had enough of you. We've had enough of you, you Polish murderer. Whatever works. So anything new coming out? Okay, you said Maleficent. That opens when? Thursday? Or Friday. Yeah, Friday. Thursday night. Yep. And yep. Kristen gave Thursday it a night. meh. A meh. Yeah, yeah not I like... give it like a C plus, C minus. Ooh, is that a... a meh? Is she supposed to be like a wizard or something? What is she supposed? What is Maleficent supposed I, to be? I want to say she's more of in the vein of like the fairy folk, um, or the fae. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of like a, a forest creature type thing that she turned. Yeah, her evil. outfit looks. Yeah, yeah Maleficent means. You know, basically Devilish. harmful. Because yeah. in the yeah. first one, she had her wings cut off, right? She had wings? Yeah. Well, I get any wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like wings to fly home from here. Day. She does have her wings. And, and they kind of go back into the, the backstory of, you know, where Sleeping Beauty, you know, pricks her hand on... What do you call it? I, I call it the sewing machine, but what's the, the real Spindle? word? Spindle? Spindle, I think it was. Spindle. Oh, spindle, spindle, thank you. Spindle. Like the sewing mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they kind of go into the backstory, and that does play into the story, um, the sequel. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone that is going to see it. Mm. Even but though it's there's a lot of play on darkness and light. Mm-hmm. 
good versus evil. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The, the first, I didn't. I never saw the first one. Did you guys see the first one? I did. I did. You did. I think I might have I, I on an airplane. Yeah. Don't recall Maybe, it. Yeah. <laughs> and you thought the first one was better, you said? Yeah. But, and I, I honestly don't think I needed a sequel. Yeah. yeah there's only like been I was two? good with the one. Yeah. There's, this is only the second one. Really? Well, I did, send, I did send Catherine and Alex the trailer <coughs> for the live-action Lady and the Tramp, which I believe is only going to stream on the new Disney Streaming. Uh, I don't think that's going in theater. Oh yeah, you might be it right. It is not. It is on Disney Plus. And if anyone watched Dancing with the Stars last night, it was a one. It was a two-hour infomercial for Disney Plus. Poor Tom Bergeron. After every dance, <laughs> oh, was like they would do like Toy Story, and they'd be like Toy Story Four only available on Disney Plus beginning November twelfth. And then yeah. he'd pop in again. He'd be like, "By the way, if you're looking for Lady and the Tramp, the new live-action version. I mean." They oh, made God. him sit there with two dogs oh, over a plate of spaghetti oh. while they put he did like, not. the lower third. He, yes, oh, with the lower third graphic. Yeah, oh, and then he had to talk about Disney Plus. It was so that cool. Really My husband is... called it a dance commercial last night. That's just terrible. like, what the hell is this? Weird. Uh, what are you gonna bad. do? Don't they lose list our viewership with that crap? I mean, well, it was Disney Night, which they have every. Um, season on Dancing with the Stars, so a lot of the fan base anticipates and gets excited about the theme, but this year it was so heavy-handed with the commercial Mm -hmm. that it was a little painful. Well, I did did look up the price for Disney+. Plus. It's not that bad price. I mean, you can get a year subscription, I think, for like $70. Yeah, you can. So it's not too bad, bad. especially if you have have kids. You know, it's worth it. Funny. Yeah, That's you, true. Yeah, you know what's really weird that happened to me today, as a matter of fact? I'm on the air, and I'm looking up, and I see Mickey Mouse dancing on the Good Morning America site. Right? Okay. They were interviewing Hunter Biden, by the way. Leave it up to, to ABC to interview Hunter Biden. Who cares what he says? But in any case... Uh, no, I lost my place because I was so pissed. Mickey Mouse is dancing. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse is dancing. On, on, I, I did. <laughs> So Mickey Mouse is dancing, and I thought, oh, Andy. I remember back in the day, I would go, oh, Andy. And then I'd go, oh, Mickey Mouse, Andy and Alex. And now I go, oh, Mickey Mouse, Fawn. Mm-hmm. And now I go, oh, Mickey Mouse, Fawn and Sage. It just yeah. keeps moving on in the generations, <laughs> you know? Mickey Mouse belongs to the youngest. That's it just does. how it is. Yeah. That's right, the baby. All right, so Kristen, before you go, i got to ask you about the bonehead move that ABC made. Did you see the video they showed and said it was Turkey bombing Syria? No, Have you guys seen this? I don't know mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't seen this? No. Oh, you haven't seen it either? ABC News, National News showed a video. The Turks have begun bombing Syria. We don't know how many people are dead. They show this video, bombs being dropped in huge clouds of smoke and all the rest of it. Uh, they played a video of a gun and bomb, and, and, uh, bomb range in Kentucky. Oh, it's you... not. They lied. So there was no bombing in Syria. They flat out lied about. Yeah. Oh, they Syria. said it was a mistake. Oh, we put the wrong video up. No, you didn't. How do you? How do you uh... do that? <laughs> they did it on purpose to what? try to say there's strife in Syria. That yeah, there is strife in Syria, but that didn't happen. Isn't that horrible what these people are doing? There's no reports of bombing at all. I'm telling you, these people have to start going to jail, or they'll never stop. I agree. 
They used, uh, and so what I got, and the reason I wanted to bring it up to you, Kristen, is from Joe from Louisville, Kentucky, listener to this show and the morning show. He sent me a picture of a blue flag and said, here's my all-safe flag from the Syrians in Kentucky. (laughs) Mark is safe. (laughs) Mark is safe. Mark is safe. We're not getting bombed by the Turks in Kentucky. Oh, my goodness. All right, Kristen, another hour just shoots by. It's your fault. It is my fault. Um, I just want to let you guys know I'll be away for the next two weeks, so I'll catch you guys in <gasps> November. Weeks. Well, we might as well just shut down everything. Yeah, shut her I'm down. Going to Barcelona. I'm going to Barcelona tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. You know Jealous. You know, great news for me. Yeah. You'll be back just in time for my birthday. Yeah. Aww. No. That's why I'm returning, just for your birthday. <laughs> well, we're going to be gone next week. We are going to be gone next week. That's weekend. true. So, there you go. All right. Good timing. Kristen, you're the best in the business. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We'll be right back with our two couple of great guests coming up with the family. Bye.